Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Philippians. Today is episode 646, looking at Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 7. Let's read our passage. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant taking on the likeness of humanity, and when he had come as a man. This is Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. Paul said in this letter to encourage them. They've sent Epaphroditus with a monetary gift to help support Paul. And Paul's sending Epaphroditus back with this letter. Paul's hope is that he'll be released from his imprisonment soon, and that uh, he hopes to either visit them or send somebody to see them soon. Well, he talks some about his circumstances, his ministry, what's going on with him. Then he started talking about the Philippians, what's going on with them, and what he would like to see going with them. He gave them a challenge to live as citizens of heaven. And then last time we looked at what that looks like, primarily it's living in unity with one another and in humility toward one another. He told them to think the same way. That was part of the unity, is this thinking. And now he's giving this passage here, which many people consider to be basically him about Christ. Now the question is, did Paul write this, or was this a pre-existing him that Paul used and possibly modified for his own uses? And there's no way to know. The point is, this is what Paul says. But it's very much uh, in the form of a hymn, as far as the structure and the word usage. He says, adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus. This is an imperative, a command. So this is the command. And then the rest of this is describing what the attitude of Christ Jesus is. So he said, for them to think the same way. And now this is kind of a, uh, an addition to that. Okay, and here's how you should think. Have that same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Also, he just talked about the primary aspects that he threw out to begin with, with as how to live as a citizen of heaven is to be humble and unified. And here he's given Jesus as the ultimate example of humility. So he wants them to be humble, and they says, adopt the same attitude as Jesus, and he was humble beyond belief. So he mentions Christ Jesus, and then verse 6, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. So here he's describing the attitude of Christ. Now, there is theology here. He's talking about Jesus, and there's, there's a lot of theology here, but his point isn't to give a theological teaching. He's just basically using some theological truths. His point is the attitude. So he's not saying, here's a lesson about Jesus and his preexistence and his emptying of himself to become a human. His his point is, okay, we know these truths. That's the kind of attitude you should adopt. But there is a lot of theology here. So who existing in the form of God. Translators, scholars have been arguing about a lot of these words for 
a long time, hundreds of years, because so a lot of these words are unusual words, and they can be used in a, in a variety of ways, and even uh, with a lot of different nuances, and so they, uh, they create a lot of trouble for uh, Bible translators. The first one here is form. What's it mean to be the form of God? Well, the, the words morphe, where we get the word morph, and it only appears here in the New Testament, here in verse 6 and in verse 7. So we have to understand the, these two usages of the same word, they've got to be used the same way. So he talks about the form of God, but he also talks about the form of a servant in verse 7. So whatever way he's using it, one, he's probably using it in the other. And literally, it just means the, the outward appearance consistent with what is true. So it's, it's more than just an appearance where it's kind of like that, but it, it's like that because that's what it really is. So he existed in the form of God. And of course, that leads a lot of people to speculate all kinds of things. What's that mean? about the divinity of Jesus. Well, the same way he existed as a human. He really was a human. Well, he really was God, or really is God. So I think that's the best way we can understand that. But even though he was existing in the form of God, he did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Now, there's no debate on what the word there should be translated as equality with God. The issue is something to be exploited. Well, if you look at a lot of different translations, they'll say something to be grasped, something to be snatched, something to be taken. And it's a hard word to actually translate here because this word only appears here in the New Testament. And it's a noun which comes from a verb, and the verb means to snatch. So literally, it would be something to be snatched, but that doesn't quite fit, and it can have a lot of other nuances. And so most of the modern scholars say, okay, this, this is the correct way to translate this, something to be exploited. Because it's not something to be snatched, because it's something he already had, because it says he already had equality with God. So, so someone will make it sound like, oh, he wasn't quite equal with God, and that's what he's trying to snatch, is equality with God. But grammatically, it doesn't work that way. So the, the best way to understand this is that he exists in the form of God, is equal with God. And that wasn't something to be exploited for his own uses. And again, back to attitude. This is the attitude that Paul wants the Philippians to take. And his primary attitude, he's already told them, is humility and unity. So humility is the big issue here. And the, the humility of Christ is he, he's God, but he set that aside. Verse 7, instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity, and when he had come as a man. So back to attitude. Attitude, he didn't take his position as part of the Trinity, as something for his own advantage, but instead 
took on the likeness of a man to become a servant. And we know the story, to die on a cross, to provide the payment for sin, redemption of people, reconciliation with God. So back to, what's the point? The attitude. That's the attitude is, even though here he is part of the Trinity, God the Son, he takes on the position of a servant for the sake of others. That's humility. So it says instead he emptied himself. Now the, the Greek word here is kenosis. And that's often gets thrown around as the kenosis, the emptying. That is Jesus voluntarily taking on the position of a human and specifically assuming the form of a servant. So form here would be used the same way as form of God. Really is God. Here he really is a servant. And most Bibles translate this as servant, but this is that word doulos again, not diakonia. So it could be translated as slave, and that's probably how the Philippians would have understood this to be, as a slave. And that's really a more severe word to use than just servant, because a slave has no rights. So here, as part of the Godhead, to take on the position of a human slave with zero rights, that is the ultimate example of humility. Now it says he takes on the likeness of humanity. Some say, what's that mean? Does that mean he really wasn't human? Well, no, we know that Jesus was fully human. But I think likeness is a good way to describe it because he wasn't exactly like other humans because he still kept his divinity. So it wasn't like he exchanged his divinity for humanity. He was 100% God and 100% man. So he took on the likeness of humanity in that he was human like other people, but not exactly like other people in that he still had his divinity and when he had come as a man. So while translators have a hard time with this and a lot of debate over the nuances and how things fit together, it's really a fairly simple message, very profound, but simple. Jesus Christ, God the Son, voluntarily set aside his position to become a human, to live a lowly life, to die on a cross for the sake of people so that they experience reconciliation with God. And his whole point here is that's the attitude that he wants the Philippians to take on. That kind of attitude is he's the ultimate example of humility. Because he's just really hit hard the idea of, okay, Philippians, I want you to live as citizens of heaven. What's that look like? That looks like unity and humility. And if you really know how that really works, look to Christ as the example. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Philippians.